0: I know it's a Friendly Confines Extra Innings Special Edition episode. I love these. We have a great opportunity to profile such great guests.
1: Yeah, we really do. And, Chad, the guests just keep on coming on our program. As we always say, nobody gets better guests than the Friendly Confines. And we have the dean of Chicago Sportscasters, and Greco, who is the king of I mean, this was the guy who I wanted to be like when I was growing up. And I looked at sportscasters, Chad, when we were at Southern Illinois University together. He was the guy I looked to and said, I hope I can have a career like him. He's joining us for a special edition. And you don't want to miss what he has to say about all things going on with the Cubs and in the city of Chicago.
0: It's exciting, Gian Greco. We just had Lynn Casper on a special extra innings edition. We've got Pat Hughes coming up. We've got uh, um, Chris Myers from Fox Sports coming up. We have Mike Greenberg coming up on a special edition. Some of the best hosts you're going to
1: find, guests you're going to find on a Cubs podcast. So stick around and listen right now to Mark and Greco. Time now for the seventh inning stretch here on the Friendly Confines. You know, if you were a kid growing up in Chicago and you wanted to be a sportscaster, because I can attest to this, the guy who we're talking to today I am so excited about because this was the guy to this day who every kid wanted to have their career like if they were going to be a sportscaster. It is my pleasure to bring on the dean of Chicago Sportscasters, in the Chicagoland area, it is WLS Sports Director from Channel 7, Mark Greco. Mark, thank you so much for joining us
2: here on the Friendly Confines with Chad and Ryan. How are you? Chad, Ryan, it is my absolute pleasure. I don't know who the heck you're talking about, but I <laughs> i don't think that guy could make it, but I'll fill in for him. No, I, am, <laughs> I, I am absolutely honored. Thank you very much. I've never been called the dean before. <laughs> you know what? It's funny, Mark, because we had Dan
1: show as well and I actually thought Dan was the longest tenured sports anchor in the market but Dan told me he said nope Mark has me beat by a few months
2: I think so I don't know I'll let you two battle it out he, he says it's you well I think so but we there's a whole wave of us that came at exactly the same time me Dan roan Jim Rose we had a couple other guys um it was a, it was an influx of new blood but uh, it's been great because Chicago's had an incredible history of tremendous sportscasters. You know, Greg Gumble came through here. Brent Musburger, uh, Johnny Morris, the former Bear, Tim Weigel, Chet Kopic, And, of course, it goes way, way back uh, to Pioneers. So we've had a great run here. And, uh, yeah, I don't know why, but I'm still going. <laughs>
1: Well, you still got your fastball. I think everybody
2: would agree with that,
1: Mark. Well, wow, it, It's still so great. Yes, for, for absolute sure. And we're so glad you, you are here with us uh, to give us a few minutes of your time. And and so let's start here. The schedule is officially coming out tonight, but it's been leaked already. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming you've maybe had a chance to see the Cubs schedule for the 60 games that they're going to be playing in 2020. Uh, July 24th, Cubs Brewers at Wrigley. When you kind of
2: take a look at the schedule initially, Mark, what are your, your first reactions to it when you see it? Well, it's certainly favorable for both the Cubs and the Sox, that's for sure. The Brewers have to come here seven times during these 60 games, and so they only have to go to Milwaukee three times, I believe. Same with the Sox. They open with the Twins here on July 24th, and they've got the Twins uh, most of the time at the rate and only have to go to Minnesota, I think, three times as well. So that's a major advantage. And then the end of the season wraps up with the Cubs and Sox playing on the south side here. So, look, Major League Baseball couldn't please everyone. There's no way you can do that in a 60-game schedule. Some teams are going to be favored over the others. That's just the way it plays out. I like the way it shapes up because, who knows, could have had Cubs-Sox World Series in our own little bubble right here in Chicago. That would be incredible. That would be incredible. It really
1: would. And I mean, obviously being able to see both those teams competitive this year and with the opportunity to to make a run. I mean, with that being said, having that 60 game schedule, you know, we always talk about in the NFL, even though, you know, obviously, it's of course, less games or college football, every game counts. This is really the first time we're going to see a baseball season where, for, for lack of a better term, every
2: game counts this year. You kind of look at it that way, too. No question about it. You know, traditionally it's April and May and it's freezing here and people are just trying to get themselves together. And then by June, uh, people uh, start hitting, start fielding, start taking chances and get in shape. And then they, they round into what they're supposed to be. You need to win every single day. You have to have that mentality. Uh, Sox GM Rick Hahn said, actually, when you, when you sort all through it, one game equals three. This year, So that's the way you need to look at it. So it's going to be very interesting. And I'm excited, but I think we really have to temper this thing. Um, A lot of players still very unhappy with Major League Baseball's testing procedures. There's already a backlog of results. Players are going nine days without knowing how they tested on the previous test. Then they have another one and they they still don't know. So there's a lot of uncertainty. We've got Nick Marcakis of the Braves opts out. And if Mike Trout decides to opt out, And it sure appears like he's leaning that way. I mean, that's the greatest player in the game uh, backing away. Uh, The sport's going to take a huge hit. So uh, while I think baseball is going to play, it's not for certain. The NHL is not for certain. Neither is the NBA nor MLS. You hear a lot of soccer rumors that that tournament down there is not going to start on Wednesday. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, Mark. My partner, Chad, and I always kind of – that's kind of our big debate when we're talking during our podcast is are they going to be able – you know, MLB, are they going to be able to complete this season? I, I've kind of taken the the road of Rob Manfred is going to go full steam ahead and he's going to try and make this work no matter what because of everything that has transpired. My partner, Chad, has said he doesn't think they're going to be able to complete the season. Where Where do you stand right now with – what you
2: think would ultimately happen with the baseball season. I'm always a glass half empty guy. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm thinking that they might not be able to complete it because they're going to be traveling from ballpark to ballpark cities, to cities, the NHL and the NBA, of course, you know, have their hub cities and their bubble city, which makes it much more doable. Although this is going to be a season of attrition, no matter what sport you're talking about, guys are going to get sick. Guys are going to be quarantined. And your champion may wind up being the team that has the biggest roster and the guys who stay healthiest, not the guys who are the best. So it's going to be really, really interesting, to say the least. We're talking with Margie and Greco, sports anchor at ABC7. You can
1: find Mark on Twitter at Greco 7 Longtime sports anchor in Chicago with WLS Channel 7. Of course, you can catch him at 5 and 10 o'clock uh, to all his sports casts. And uh, he's kind enough to join us here on the friendly confines here as our seventh inning stretch conductor. Mark, um, the Cubs, of course, you know, after last season, kind of going downhill a little bit with the 84 wins comparatively to how they have uh, you know, progressed in the past. But does this season. Maybe is it advantageous for them? Do you think this could benefit them this year and they could make that run of maybe getting to the postseason one more time and and possibly surprising some folks um, for maybe a run to the World Series again?
2: I think so, because, you know, your core has to produce right away. Javi Baez, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant. And the pitching staff seems to be intact, except for Jose Quintana, who doesn't have a dishwasher apparently <laughs> uh, which boggles my mind so that's a setback for them but they have this this big deep bullpen full of no-name guys that could really wind up saving the season for them and you know David Ross being a first-time manager when you have a bullpen that deep you don't have to be that smart or that experienced. so I think, yes, definitely every team has a great chance except the Baltimore Orioles. But uh, (laughs) I, I think, yeah, the Cubs really do. I think they're in a position to really make some noise early. And then on the other side of town, I know you guys are Cubs centric, but, you know, White Sox fans have been waiting for this moment for so long, and it's just like, the south side to be denied a full season because they have this young exciting roster that looks like it's going to be competitive for years
1: yeah it's almost like 1994 all over again for the white Sox a little bit right i mean here they
2: have the yeah NBA it's like two. whoops hey you're gonna win the world series that's you're right going to work stoppage here we go
1: <laughs> well you you brought up Plategate uh with quintana um i'm curious What's the weirdest injury you remember of any Chicago athlete getting uh, when you were covering them uh, throughout the years? Do you,
2: do you have oh, one in particular? I just remember Carlos Boozer with the Bulls said he fell down the stairs. He, he got his foot caught in his gym bag and fell down the stairs, which was which was really dicey. I mean, it's like, really? What? I know uh, he just didn't feel like playing. What about yeah. what about when Sammy sneezed? Remember that one? Oh, yeah, and he, he ripped a groin or he pulled a lat or something. <laughs> right. That was a bizarre one, too. I know. That's so and strange. And I think uh, Kerry Wood hurt himself when he smashed Sammy's boombox. That's you know, right. Do, do you remember that one? I do.
1: That's actually a good one, too. Yeah, it's very strange how that, that all uh, I actually
2: remember we we videoed that. Kerry Wood was in uh, the radio studio upstairs at ESPN, and we had a camera crew up there, and he uh, reenacted the smashing of the boom box right there in studio and we ran it and, ha ha. Everybody had a good laugh. Carrie's wife called me and said, don't rerun that at 10 o'clock or we're never going to talk to you again. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Cause obviously she runs the show, Of and, course, uh, you know, so they were very, very, you know, they wanted to be very PC about that, but Oh yeah. They're all kinds of look at you bring up a good point because it's such a short season. A lot of players are looking to next year, especially the free agent veterans. And they're going to say, hey, look, at, if I break a nail, I'm sitting down. I'm, I might not go all out. I'm not yeah. going to fight through an injury. And it's smart. It's not, it's not being a wuss and it's not being a bad teammate. It's being smart. Look, at you play hard. You play the game to win. But if you do have an injury, I mean, this is going to be the hamstring season. It really is because there's no way all these guys are going to be in playing shape and time. And I think there are going to be so many hamstring injuries and guys are going to sit it out. They're not going to try to come back early. Yeah. And that's it's only true. human nature. It's so true.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great point. And, and we're talking with Martin and Greco from ABC seven in Chicago, giving us some time here. You know, you talked about the boombox situation. I, I, this, this works perfectly for me to talk to you about Sammy Sosa. We saw the documentary, A couple of weeks ago and you know there was a lot of talk about sammy's reaction in the documentary and kind of there's been chatter the weeks leading up to the documentary about sammy what you know what will it take for him to come back into the the graces of the chicago cubs organization two-part question for you here obviously you covered sammy what was Mm -hmm. he like for you to cover behind the scenes um because i think there's a lot of teammates you know uh some Pitchers and players have kind of come out and said that Sammy was a selfish teammate. Um, and then the other side of it, uh, the, the question is, what, in your opinion, would it take for Sammy to get back into the Chicago Cubs organization's good graces and, and be a part of that team again as far as having his number
2: retired, having a day for him? Where, where do you stand on that? Well, first of all, the Ricketts family demanding that he apologize and admit that he did steroids is absolutely absurd. They didn't own the team back then. So he doesn't owe them anything. And yes, he was a really bad teammate, really selfish, only concerned about his stats. He was absolutely great with me and every other reporter. He was great to the media because he said it best. He just strips it down to what it is. He, It's reality. He said, I give you guys everything you want. Baseball is about being a performer. I'm an entertainer. I entertain the Crap out of you guys and all the fans. I give you everything. I give you every interview. And then you turn on me. He could never understand that, you know. So I get where he's coming from. Sports is about entertainment. And he was one of the greatest entertainers ever in baseball. He thrilled us every time he went to the plate. Uh, And this documentary, just like The Last Dance, reaffirmed that Michael's the greatest and LeBron is maybe number two. That's why Michael released it now, because he was tired of, you know, two generations saying, hey, maybe LeBron's better than Michael. But this uh, Sammy Sosa-McGuire thing has really softened the opinion of a lot of people uh, about him being eligible for the Hall of Fame, or at the very least, he's not going to get in the Hall, but at the very least, have his number retired or a flag put up at Wrigley or something like that. People are sympathetic to it now because time heals all. But I don't know. I, I go back and forth because I'm saying, okay, look, this was the steroid era. So it's not just Sammy, who's never, who's never actually admitted that he took it, obviously he did. He was taking performance-enhancing drugs, but there were no test results available that proved him guilty. So he can sit on that for the rest of his life. It's just that if you want to acknowledge these guys and honor them, then you have to have an asterisk wing in the Hall of Fame for him and McGuire and Canseco and Palmero and all these other guys. And, and then let them in with, with a little footnote. You know, I go back and forth on the integrity of the game and all that. I don't know about integrity in anything these days in this crazy world. So I'm still trying to formulate an opinion. If I had a vote, I'm not sure which way I would go right now. But Sammy was right in saying, "I give you everything you want. It does nothing else matters, and you can't argue against that, really." So true. Uh,
1: we're finishing up here with G and Greco, sports anchor on ABC Seven. So, so Mark, I don't know if you've been asked this before, at least uh, publicly, maybe be you know from friends and family, but. Obviously, you covered six championships with the Bulls. You covered the Bears winning in 85, the Blackhawks winning three titles, the Sox winning the World Series, and, you know, obviously the the most recent with the Cubs in 2016. I I know it's hard to compare, but if if you had to just kind of take one of those championships to say this one was different because of this, and I'm not trying to push you to say the Cubs, but Mm -hmm. is is there – is there something with the Cubs winning comparatively to the other titles that stood out to you, or is it something different for you? Was it, was it one of the Bulls or, or any of the other teams that you covered that maybe stand, stands out to you the most in your career?
2: Well, for every Cub fan, young and old, living and dead, obviously it was the Cubs winning the World Series because, you know, that was really more special than anything else. For me personally, it was always the first championship for each team. The Blackhawks in Philadelphia, you know, the Bulls in L.A., of course, the 85 Bears. That was probably the biggest for me because it was the culmination of the greatest team of characters ever assembled and the greatest defense of all time and an offense that was just good enough to kind of sit back and enjoy it with the rest of us. Uh, So I would go Bears number one for me, then Cubs, then Blackhawks first championship because I'm such a huge hockey fan. Then I would go Bulls first title in LA that's the way I'd lay it out because the first title to me was always the best of all the teams and the Bears going to the Super Bowl with Lovie Smith and eh, that didn't do anything for me I didn't expect them to win and you know the other Hawks championships were spectacular but to see Patrick Kane get that goal in Philly was incredible and stick it in the face of those disgusting human beings in Philadelphia <laughs> But I, I would go Bears first in '85 because back then it was so viciously competitive among all the TV stations here. We were the first line of information and entertainment, and they were the greatest cast of characters that any media outlet could ever dream of. Ditka was bigger than life, so was McMahon. Everybody else, Walter, all the way down the line. So I go '85 Bears number one.
1: Okay, there you go. I think that's a yeah. good one, too. I, I mean, listen, I, you can't go wrong with that, for sure. So I appreciate the, uh, that, that answer, for, for absolutely. Uh, Mark and sure. Greco with ABC7. Uh, thank you so, so much for joining us here on the Friendly Confines. Honestly, we've wanted to have you on for such a long time. We're so glad you agreed to come on with us. Uh, you can catch Mark on Channel 7, 5 and 10 o'clock. You can also find him on Twitter, at Mark Greco 7 Mark continued success for everything. Uh, Your work speaks for itself. We, uh, we really enjoyed having you on and uh, keep on trucking, man. And and never let Ryan Cheverini tell you that he's
2: funnier than you, because we all know you are funnier than him. 100%. But he's so pretty. You know, he's so pretty. Guys, it was an absolute honor. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Mark. Take care. Our thanks to the best in the business,
1: and Gracco, for taking the time to talk to us on the Friendly Confines. It was great to hear his insight on Sammy Sosa, on what it was like covering the Cubs during the 2016 season and where he ranked them when it came to the best championships that he got to cover in his career. So thank you, Mark, for taking the time. You're welcome anytime.
0: Ryan, can I tell you something really cool? I just got an email right now, I swear to God, Guess who we just got lined up? I have his phone number. He's going to be on the show. Guess uh, Rick Sutcliffe, the Red Baron. We have lined up Rick Sutcliffe. I just got the email. I'm so stoked. We have the best guests in every Cubs podcast you're going to find. I challenge each and every one of you to let us know who else we should be getting because we get such great guests. So excited about that. So Ryan talked about where you can find us. Him at Ryan D. E. Lieber. Me at the Chad Gordon on Twitter. Make sure you join the Chicago Cubs Friendly Confines page. Um, Because we've got a contest coming up. Before I tease that, Ryan, your reaction to the Red Baron?
1: Um, I am over the moon pumped about this interview, Chad, because as we both know, I have a history with Rick Sutcliffe. He has known me since I was a young 10-year-old boy because he lived in my development growing up as a kid. So I am excited to talk to him again and relive this memory that I have from when I was a young 10-year-old. So I am so oh. pumped. Good job by you getting Right, it's
0: right as I started this this part of the recording, I get it as subject line, it's just suckle. <laughs> That's awesome. So anyway, guys, we are trying something new this 2020 season because we all need it. A, we want to interact more with you, our listeners, and then B, we also want to reward you for supporting us. And so listen closely. There's a couple steps we want you to do, and I promise you it's a really fun a couple of opportunities for prizes the first thing you need to do is make sure you subscribe give a rating and a review wherever you listen to the friendly confines podcast and most of all of them apple Podcasts, where most of our listeners come from they have a way to subscribe that way you know when new ones come up um there's a rating system it's one to five stars which we hope you like us because you're listening to us and then a review what we want you to do is take a screen cap of your review and send a post to the Chicago Cubs Friendly Confines Facebook page, our Facebook page, which is more than 2,000 people strong. Show the review and tag five of your Cubs loving friends. Why are we doing this? We want to we grow the audience. We want Cubs friends of yours who might benefit, who might enjoy our banter or might enjoy our weekly takes, might enjoy our great guests like Marty and Greco and Rick Sutcliffe. We want to bring them into the fold Here are the prizes once a month we're going to choose a winner based upon if you follow those steps you're going to join us for one inning. you get to check that uh, you get it select the inning topic you can talk about the the marquee network with the Comcast debacle you can talk about your thoughts about Rick Sutcliffe. you can talk about the 19 uh, the impact the 2003 uh, Chicago Cubs have uh, had on your life Whatever you want to choose, we will debate it. We're going to choose one winner every month and then a grand prize winner at the end of the year. You're going to win some really cool swag that I've just lined up. And we're going to tell you about that in a couple of weeks, but there'll be one grand prize winner. So keep tagging your friends, keep inviting your friends, and let us know who you've invited and tagged. We want to get to 3,000 members of this um, Facebook page. Know that we have 22,000 downloads so far on the podcast. We want to get bigger and bigger and better, and we do that with your support. So please help us out.
1: Help us grow. We do it for you. So stay tuned for more episodes of The Friendly Confines, and we'll see you and talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody.
0: Don't let anyone say that it's just a game For I've seen other teams and it's never the same When you're born in Chicago, you're blessed and you're afield The first time you walk
2: into Rigoli